Welcome back to Trumpet Blast. This is Season 1, Episode 2. I'm Brian Doty, co-hosting with Paul Bell. And this is about the testimony of Jesus on earth as it is in heaven, and knowing God, and being known by God. So, Paul, uh, what is God speaking to you lately? I know in Episode 1, we had a background about your encounter with Jesus and becoming a believer. But just unfold for us whatever God's put on your heart. Thank you, Brian. You know, looking back at last week, or the last episode, I like to unpack that a little bit, because that wasn't my first encounter. Probably a year, a year and a half prior to that, I had an overdose of heroin, and I was in the process of dying. And I was in a light tunnel, a tunnel of light. I was going to speed of light. I happened to know where I was. I happened to understand what was happening to me. And I was taken up by the brilliance of the light. And I came away thinking that the light, this is me thinking, light has texture. I could feel it, you know. I mean, going to the same speed, their light is right next to you, traveling at the same that you are. I mean, amazing. But anyway, there was a door ahead of me that was brilliantly white and I was thinking in my mind well this is going to be a trip I'm this is the trip of all trips and there was a presence behind me I didn't see it it was behind me and the presence said my sheep hear my voice and my mind thought now how do you suppose he got in there how did he get here. And the second time before I could process that thought, he said, my sheep hear my voice. And I was on the floor recovering from dying, from being dead or whatever the overdose, whatever would have happened to me. If that wouldn't have happened, I think I wouldn't have been here now. I used to say, I stuck that away to think of it later. Truth is, I wasn't going to think of it later. I couldn't handle it. I put it away, and it was stuffed in a corner behind everything else you could stuff behind that corner. I could not handle the implications of that thought. So I want to go back to the time where I'm on the, I say this over and over, on the third step, standing in front of Jesus, who's on the fifth step. In my mind's eye, that like you could write a book about that, or you could brag about it, or you could base some kind of ministry out of that, right? That's not what was impressive to me. That's why I wanted to go back to it. I don't want to leave a story of, wow, what a testimony. What are this? What are that? This is not my story. This is not a story about me. This is a story about him. He loved me. He didn't convict me of sin. I didn't need it. I knew I was running my own life, and I knew that he wasn't, he wasn't as, quote, in position of lordship. I knew all those teachings. I'd stuffed them away with that other thing. You know, it's Christianity to some place I don't have to worry about. This was a man. This was God-man. And he wanted me. He didn't put any conditions on it. He didn't say, now if you do this and do that, do this. He said, I want your life. Right now, where you're at, who you are, 
I want you. And that undid me. It's like, I don't know how else to explain it. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually, I was undone. And yet, I believe that the reason that I was able, now listen to this, you who are listening, the reason that I believe this, you know, there's difference between things I know and there's a pretty strong belief system that I believe in and there's things that I think. I just, you know, like, I think light has substance. You know, I think that. Could I believe it? Yeah, it wouldn't take much. wouldn't take much. I know that I experienced something that led me to believe that. I know that was the Son of God, and He wanted me. With no strings attached. And I believe that the reason why I had... Come on, you're going to stand before God and you can say, Oh, you can have me under condition, four conditions. Come on, what kind of... Who ever heard of that kind of salvation? You know what? I mean, it, salvation is an interesting concept, but that... I was already born again. I was born again when I was five. No matter what I did with it, that's what Jesus was looking at. He was concerned about me. I was his. My sheep hear my voice. He knew I knew what that meant. And he was my shepherd. And he was keeping me from unstill waters. <laughs> because of his love for me, not because of what I was doing. Come on. I, I have nothing to introduce myself to him as being valuable. But he considered me valuable. And I think that the reason I had guts enough, if you let me say it that way, to say on four conditions, it's pretty simple conditions. I don't know what's right and wrong. I mean, he didn't need to convict me. I knew. I don't know. I... I don't know what's right and wrong. I don't know. I could think about it. But I'm not going to change my life on what I think. I want you to tell me what you know you want me to do. And through you, with your help, I will do those things. And that was a covenant he made with me. There wasn't any signed documents or anything. But I think the reason why I had that is because I believe my mother was praying for me. I believe my grandmother prayed for me before she died, saying, this young man has got a destiny, and I claim him for you, God. And she was a Holy Ghost fire-eating. Her mother was on her, on a gravestone. It says, first woman who spoke in tongues in the in this country. That's my great-grandmother. I came with a heritage. So I want people who know. This is, this is my point. Jesus didn't go to the cross so that perhaps it would work. No, you come to him and you believe in him and you accept the Holy Spirit. You accept the testimony the Holy Spirit makes about Jesus. I tell you what, when he comes to do that and he says, I want you, it's done for eternity. It's called eternal life for a reason. It's not just a passing thing. It's not just a thing you work on. Oh, if I do this and this and this, I get there and there. If you do this and this, you will get somewhere. 
That's true, and you'll be rewarded, and you'll be disciplined if it needs to be. It doesn't matter. It's got nothing to do with the fact that you have eternal life. It's because of him and his love for you and his determination for you. So, I walk away from there being totally convinced that God knows me. He called me by name. When God calls you by name, it changes who you are. Wow, I'm just kind of leaning back, reflecting on the fact that from the very beginning, God, God was really impressing on you His love for you, not holding you to some level of performance. And, and I think as well, impressing on you the fierceness of His pursuit of you. You know, and I, you've referenced hey, I became a believer at the age of five and you made that decision. And I love the way, I, I think this is a really cool observation on God's honoring of the decisions that children make that we ourselves might look at and go, well, I'm not sure about that, but God's looking at that decision saying, I honor that, I receive that, I respect that. I'm pursuing you based on that decision. And now all these years later, you're unpacking how God built on that decision at the age of five through these encounters that you had with him. One of which, by the way, as you said, should have ended up with your death. You yeah. should have died of that overdose, yeah. uh, but you didn't. God, God literally stepped in and saved you and encountered you again in the VW going down to Mexico. Yeah, he initiated that. I, you know, both times I was running from him. I didn't mm. know I was running from him, mm. but I was running from him, and he caught me without a... Didn't, I don't think it was hard for him to get there. <laughs> but it's so interesting that he timed it, Yeah. particularly but, around that. Yeah, that's true. I, I think he had to, if he wanted me, he didn't want me dead at that time. Mm. And I, he had to intervene, which, you know, he who begins the work, it's going to finish it. He started in me. And he's, if you can say this about Jesus, he dead gum positive. He's going to do it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love that. Nothing stops his purpose. I just want to reflect on something else that you've pulled out here, and that is the generational prayers yes. that went into yes. what God was doing in your life. Yeah. God really honored the prayers of those who came before you, and it bore fruit in your life. Yes. Right. I don't think they could have ever imagined no. that in your generation, right, God would have been working with you right where you were at, OD'd on heroin, or going to score some marijuana in Mexico. I don't think your great-grandmother would have ever dreamed that her prayers were actually impacting that moment in your life. Sometime we'll have to talk about free will. Yeah. I, I know it's a big subject, you know. I don't think there is something called free will. Because it ain't free will. It cost my Jesus his life. It's not free. I can choose what I want to choose. I can choose. He allows me to choose. He allowed Adam in the beginning to make a choice. He didn't stand and go, don't you touch that, don't touch that. Oh, you touch that. You know, I've already told you once. That's enough. So it's, it's like God aware of what's going on. Is he like doesn't treat his his subjects with 
what's the word I'm looking for, responsibility, he's not going to lose. And he knows that. He knows he's already won. <laughs> and it's like you can't outfigure him. But you can return his love. And that's what he wants. I don't know if this is going to make the path cast or not, but I've always thought you have an artist, a painter, who can do a tremendous job of painting, or an architect who can make a skyscraper. From out of his brain, he can make this diagram. He can form it, and people can fill it, and they can do it. Or an artist can start from the beginning and even make his own colors. Who knows? His own paints, whatever. But I've never heard of any artist, I've never heard of any other human being besides the Son of God himself who became exactly what he made. He created this. Out of his mouth, everything that came into being has come into being through him, and yet he could be us. He became one. He will always be a human being. He will always be friendly towards the human race because he is one. It's beautiful what God's going to unfold in these talks. You're having these talks with the Bride of Jesus. And some people out there are called to be part of the Bride of Jesus. They don't even know it yet. But this call is going out. So that's Season 1, Episode 2. Come back again. See you next time. Bye-bye.